Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. 100,000 leads in one week. You take that offer and you do really good research so that you can get very specific targeting and the sky is the limit with this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 146 of Perpetual Traffic. This is Keith Krantz, and I'm excited about today's episode. We've got some great stuff coming your way. Today, we've split it up. We've got some case studies for you. Molly's going to kick it off with a case study of a client campaign she recently did where they generated 100,000 leads in about a week. Yep, I said that, six figures, 100,000 leads for a, a launch, a documentary launch, really cool little case study in one week. And then I'm gonna get in and I'm gonna talk about uh, taking a client, helping them go from about mid six figures a year to mid six figures a month. This year already surpassed a million dollars before the end of March, so on pace for $4 million. Excited about that one and really the two things that we did to get to that point, the two main things that I think you could do as well. And then Ralph's gonna cap it off with going into some more details and specifics about the Ecom Amplifier, the Ecom Ad Amplifier, which we introduced in last week's episode, 145. So if you haven't listened to 145 yet, I would recommend listening to that episode before you listen to the last half of today's episode, Ralph's section. But you don't have to go back and listen to that to get the value from Molly's and mine case study. So, so definitely some good stuff. I'd, I'd listen to that, but then uh, that will help you really uh, flush it out. So hopefully for those of you that were like, whoa, that's a lot of stuff last week. I think what Ralph's going to go through will really help you uh, there as well. So let's get right into it. everybody, Molly Pippen here, and I have a case study for you today, all the way from Australia. 
Uh, so I had the chance to come to Australia and speak at a Digital Marketer Down Under event held by Sonia Keenan this week. It was really fun uh, for you guys that came out. Uh, we really, really appreciated it. And we will definitely be back uh, down under to, to teach and, and talk about marketing. The case study that I have today um, is actually a campaign that I ran for a client the week of Easter. So this client has a Christian documentary. We decided to do a launch during Easter to get people to opt in to watch this documentary for free over a certain number of days. So I was driving traffic to a landing page where they would opt in to watch this documentary for free. They could only watch it for free for a certain amount of time. They also had the option to buy the DVDs or to buy a lifetime online access. So it's a really, really good offer. It's a really highly produced documentary, and it's something that this market wants. So this campaign worked uh, first and foremost because this offer was absolutely something that the market wanted. So of course... Uh, always keep that in mind. Uh, a good traffic campaign works first and foremost because the offer is great. The goal here was to generate as many leads as possible over this seven-day period, but to keep the lead costs below a dollar. Those were the instructions that I was given by the client. So first, I went to the landing page. I pulled out some of the copy that I thought was really great. I went through some of their emails, some of their best performing emails, and crafted ad copy that I knew would really speak to the audience and that would you know, get them to click and to sign up to watch this documentary. So first and foremost, we wrote the ad copy. Then I went into a research mode for targeting, right? Figuring out which interests we should target. Uh, so that took me about three or four hours. I was Googling uh, books that Christians read, people that Christians would follow, uh, really getting into the psychology of the market. Over those three to four hours, I was able to make a list of interests that totaled 68 million people. So we had a ton of people that we could target, uh, but I knew that I couldn't put all of those people in the same ad set. Uh, so I ended up with 13 ad sets for this campaign. The objective of this campaign was conversions. So we were telling Facebook that we wanted people to opt in to watch this free documentary. So I was optimizing for people to reach that thank you page after they would opt in. The first 11 ad sets were all cold traffic interest based. Those ad sets ranged anywhere from 2 million people to 10 million people. And I just broke them up as best as I could to keep them organized by topic, but really just making sure that I didn't put too many people in an ad set, right? That I didn't do too broad of targeting. So again, there were 11 ad sets ranging from about two to 10 million a piece. And then I had an ad set of lookalike audiences. So lookalikes of people who had opted into this documentary before. And then I had one ad set that was targeting warm audiences. So their email list and people who had visited their site in the past. 
So I had 13 ad sets. I started the budget for each ad set at $200 a piece. So right out of the gate, within the first six to eight hours, I was seeing lead cost at about 50 cents, which made me really, really excited because I knew that we could scale this. Um, I scaled this faster than I typically would for a normal campaign because it was an Easter launch. So we were only planning to run this for seven days. So every day I would go in and actually double the budget right? Which again, I wouldn't do on an evergreen campaign, but because this was a launch, I went in every day and for all of the ad sets that were below a dollar, which was all of them, I would double the budget. So I did this over a period of seven days and we ended up with a hundred thousand leads at 94 cents a piece, which I was really surprised that we were able to scale this fast and to generate this amount of leads at that low of a cost. Now, I will tell you the reason why this happened. So each ad set had five ads in the ad set. So we were testing a short video, a long video, and an image. And then we were testing that against short copy and long copy. So I had all of those variations here within each ad set. And in these ad sets, when we were setting them up, instead of creating a new ad for each ad set, I would select use existing post. So these same five ads were within each ad set. And the reason we did that is so that we could aggregate the social proof on each of these ads versus having 13 variations of the same ad where the social proof uh, was distributed between each. So it was five ads in each ad set, but they were the same five ads. And the reason this campaign worked so well was because of the social proof. So the ad that ended up winning was actually a long video. It was a three minute video, a trailer of this documentary with the long copy that really told a story. That was the ad that won in all of these ad sets. And the relevant score was around eight or nine. And that is why the cost per lead was so cheap. The ad ended up having over 26,000 shares, which is what really kept that relevance score high. It told Facebook, wow, people really like this ad. So that is really why we were able to scale this so quickly was because that relevance score was high. And that was because of the social proof. All of the shares, there were 30,000 likes, over 2 million views on this video, and a crap ton of comments. So again, we were able to generate 10,000 leads for 94 cents a piece. Obviously, this is a passion market, right? And this is why I took this client on. Something like religion, people are very passionate about, right? But we had a great offer. We did a ton of research. We had really awesome specific targeting. And it wasn't targeting like the Bible or Christianity. I got very specific in this targeting and finding different ministries and evangelists and other Christian documentaries uh, that this market might be watching. Uh, You pair that with a really good offer, a great video and long ad copy. And this was absolutely a recipe for success. 
So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you got a lot out of this case study. And my message to you is to make sure your offer is refined. Make sure your offer is something that people actually want before you you know, have these huge expectations of what Facebook ads might be able to do for your business. You take that offer and you do really good research so that you can get very specific targeting. And the sky is the limit with this. So I'm looking forward to relaunching a similar campaign and running this more evergreen and seeing how I can continue uh, to drive more traffic for this client. So thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next week. Hey, this is Keith again. And what I've got for you is two things that uh, all my most successful clients have done that have helped them exponentially grow. Specifically, a few of our recent clients have had 5 to 10x growth over the last couple of years. And I'm going to give you two things that is the same thing over and over again. And it's, it's got some high level as well as specificity. So one of our recent clients, they were and still are in the product launch formula game. So they do launches. They're not in a B2B space. They're in a more of a mass consumer type of uh, market. I'm going to keep it private for privacy. They do two to three product launches per year, and that's what they were doing. And I've had several clients that have come from this model, and we've helped them really evergreen things out where they're, they've got a true machine running 365 days a year, 24-7, but they still do their live launches. They just get bigger and better every single time, and they just have so much more consistency and more profit in their business. Number one is I help them create a low-priced core product to really be the main driver of customer acquisition. This is the foundational component. Think about this as the chassis. So if you want to soup up a really nice car, then you've got the chassis that you kind of build everything around, and this is it. So in their case, what I said is I said, is there anything in your product that you, you, know, you give people that you could pull out and use as a quote unquote, tripwire, right? Entry point offer, something preferably less than $20. Now, some cases it will work if it's up to $39 or even $49. However, that price point, when you get to that point, it's a little bit tougher to generate cold traffic sales direct from Facebook and Instagram ads, you know, to a $39, $49 product, but 100% doable. You know, I've, we've got case studies where we've got clients that are selling a $57, $60 a month product directly from cold traffic. It's just difficult to do. Uh, you got to have the messaging and the offer really dialed in, which is part two of this. But uh, either way, so let's just, for, for simplicity, let's just say you've got something preferably less than $20, but it could be less than 50 And what this does is it gives you the ability to leverage the conversion based algorithm, conversion-based optimization. And Facebook can perform so much better at scale long-term when they can optimize based on money, you know, based on product purchases and customer value. So sometimes you'll have a webinar campaign that you're optimizing based on webinar registrations, conversions, but after a while it can peter out. And for some reason, Facebook seems to have much better consistency long-term when it comes to optimizing based on a product purchase. But if your product purchase is too high, it's too difficult to get the volume to give Facebook that quantity of data, conversion data, to be able to truly optimize, you know, target large audiences. You know, if you can target large audiences, two to five to 10 million people, you can really, really leverage the algorithm at its maximum capability. But the only way you can target 
two to 10 million people is if you're getting enough conversions per week. If you don't, then you're, you're just going to get bad results because it's going to be too broad. If you have a, let's say a 5 million person audience and you're, you're getting 50 conversions per week per ad set, then Facebook's not putting your message in front of all 5 million of those people. They're putting it in front of the best, you know, 200,000 people. So in their case, we, we created a, basically a, a, about a $5 product and it was a free plus shipping offer. Now you can do this with a $5 offer. That's an ebook. It doesn't have to be shipping. In their case, it is. They were already sending this product out to people when they bought their core product during their product launches. So I said, okay, can you take that thing that you send them and, and make that free plus shipping and then on the thank you page of that offer, can you pull out maybe a splinter of the program that you sell during your product launch or the recorded version of it for a little bit lower price? So let's say you sell your program for $2,000 during your live launch. Well, maybe you sell it for $1,000 using a automated webinar, right? On evergreen basis, and they, but they don't get the live weekly coaching. Or maybe you sell something during a product launch to a mass consumer market for $300 and then you decide to sell that same basic thing except they don't get the live engagement you know, for four to eight weeks or whatever it is and you sell that for 97 or 99 bucks. And that's more like what we did in this case. And if you can do that, you can create something that you can scale out to big, broad audiences. And so you're generating customers on a daily basis. And then every time you get closer to your live product launch, it performs, you know, three to five to 10 times better. And that's exactly what's happening. That's why they've gone from a mid six figure business to a four to $5 million per year business in one year. And I can't wait to see what happens next year. So part two of that is the engine. Now you got to have an engine. If you got a chassis and an engine, you can drive around. Now it might not look that great, but guess what? If you've got a chassis and it's got some wheels and tires on it and, it, and you've got an engine that runs, you can get that thing running. You've got this automobile. Maybe it's a, a little van that you're using to deliver snacks to, you've got a vending machine business and you need an automobile to, to drive that business. Well, you might start it out with just a, a cheap van. It's got a chassis and an engine and it's running and you're good to go. And then as you start to drive this thing to business to business to start, you know, you got one or two vending machines and you start to build up some cash flow. Guess what? You can start to get more vending machines. You can start to spruce up your van. So you start to get a nice paint job, new wheels and tires, dial in the interior, get a cool paint job. So when you start to show up at these businesses, you stand out and people are like, whoa, who is that guy? But those are the two things you need. So the second thing is creating a magic message. This is part of my magic method, M-A-G-I-C-C method, which I'll go into at a later podcast episode. So stay tuned. And this is a message that can reach the highest percentage of quality viewers, quality users within any given audience on Facebook or Instagram. And so when you do this, when you create a magic message, you can target much bigger audiences and Facebook will reach a higher percentage of high quality users within that audience. If you do both of these things right. Number one, create this magic message as well as have that product that's a low priced offer. So you're generating conversions, but you're also generating enough volume so Facebook can continue to optimize those audiences. And a magic message will let you be able to drive traffic from cold audiences directly to a sales page. 
direct you to a $5 offer, $50 offer in some cases. But that's the key because by the time they get there, they're ready to pull out their wallets and take action because you've already done the heavy lifting. And the people that don't buy, they still feel good about your brand because you're building goodwill, you're educating, maybe you're entertaining a little bit. And uh, guess what happens when they're out and about walking down the street and something happens and where maybe they're, you have a health and fitness product and they like tweak their back or somebody looks at them a weird way and they feel like, oh crap, I might need to lose a little weight or something like that. They might think of your brand. So a magic method is this. M is create a moving message. Okay, really moving in, in, in three different ways. Physically moving, so if you have a pattern interrupt where you're moving the camera or walking or text on a screen works really well. We've talked about that before. Uh, emotionally moving. Any way you can connect emotionally, people will connect with you and they'll also share your posts more often. This comes from a great book called Contagious by Jonah Berger and he's got six principles to why people share things. And one of them is emotionally moving, awe-inspiring, Sometimes it produces anger. Try not to go into the sadness realm. People don't like to share things that are sad. And then the other part of moving is make sure you're moving the story along. So if you do have a longer message, a video or or non-video, anything you're going to hit on needs to move the core story along. What story are you trying to tell? What are you really trying to get them to do at the end of this? If your content doesn't move people towards that same core story, then leave it out. How do I know this? Well, it's something I tend to do myself, (laughs) so I have to work on that. All right, so that's M. A is always authentic. This is so huge, so huge, so huge. Always be authentic no matter what. A lot of times you can be authentic. You you can actually be seeding, that's S-E-E-D, seeding the next step and talking about what happens next so people feel good about it, but you actually, you end up increasing conversions after they click through. It's a pretty cool thing, but I can't go into that on this episode today. I will later when we go deeper into the magic method. All right, G is gives and gets. So create a message that gives value and gets people to take action. So gets a direct response. We use direct response marketing, but my style is really a combination of brand advertising, content marketing, and direct response. And that's really what this magic method is. So gives value, gets them to take action. I is informs of a new idea. Okay. Gives an aha moment makes people aware of a new opportunity. This is the biggest one. This is the one that I really usually dig in the most with a lot of the biggest experts. When we work with the big gurus and stuff and we help them improve their campaigns, it's this one. How can you walk into a party, a virtual party, and make people aware of a new opportunity or make people aware of a, of a problem they didn't realize they had? Okay, and how can you give them an aha moment so they're interested and they wanna keep moving and they wanna share your ad because when they share it, you get rewarded by the algorithm and your costs go way down. All right, so that's M-A-G-I. So now we got C, the first C. This is compelling curiosity, huge. So there's a word that a lot of screenwriters always have in the back of their mind and it's mystery. How can you create mystery? Open loops. So when somebody goes into a theater for a Hollywood style movie, they don't walk out 10 minutes later, how can you create some open loop? So they're wondering what's going to happen, how they got to close that loop, right? So I love using compelling curiosity. And a lot of times we'll use compelling curiosity at the beginning of a video or in the ad copy to get them to keep going. And then we'll actually pay it off towards the end. But in our payoff, it helps close that loop a little bit, but we pay off the curiosity. So we doesn't feel like bait and switch. We're just trying to get a bunch of people to click based on curiosity. I hate 
overdoing that. Sometimes it, it, it works and you have to do it, but I like paying off that curiosity and giving them the actual content that you kind of promised, but also having that next step be the perfect next step. If that makes sense. You know, having your product be a more in-depth version of that. So they feel good. They don't feel bait and switch, but they also feel like they've got to click through and get your product. It's, it's just the most logical next step. Super, super important. And it's a way you can build goodwill, positive emotions, and generate conversions. So compelling curiosity, it builds up desire and also drives intent. And then the last C, this is magic with two C's, <laughs> is continuous calls to action. This is important, especially if you have a longer piece of content, a long copy ad or, or a longer video ad. If you have an eight-minute video ad or 10-minute video ad, but you've got calls to action that are natural, like one minute in and then another one or two or three minutes in and another one after that, it doesn't matter that it's eight or 10 minutes. It doesn't matter if it's 15 or 20 minutes if you've got calls to action throughout that are natural and authentic. Makes sense? Okay, so that's it. We'll go into this in a, at a later date. Once again, it's a magic message, moving message, always authentic gives and gets action in forms of a new idea or new opportunity, creates compelling curiosity and has continuous calls to actions, CTAs. So if you do this, guess what? You can absolutely five to 10 X your business. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. If you're a business that's already at scale, maybe you're already doing one to two to 3 million a year. You can grow by 50%, 200% more than you realize. Trust me, I've seen it happen over and over and over again. A lot of times the best videos that we found for clients are videos they already had on YouTube that's given value, but it also makes that product the, the next logical step. So if you're in the product launch form, you think about what can you pull out? What can you, maybe you can do a recorded version of it. Maybe you can do just like the first half of it, something like that. Sell that for a lower price, something that will convert on uh, to cold traffic and watch what happens. All right. Hope it was helpful. Hope you could pull something out of it and uh, enjoy the next one. Hey everybody, this is Ralph and this is my case study for this week. We're going to talk about an example that I talked about at uh, Traffic and Conversion Summit a month or so ago where we broke down the e-com ad amplifier using three different examples. This is the first one of those three and the one that's probably most applicable to you as a business owner because at least it gets you started on using the e-com ad amplifier. In that presentation, I actually went through three different campaigns uh, in orders of complexity and this is the simplest one that we did one that's sort of a little bit more intermediate and then one that was very, very challenging. I actually used references from one of my favorite movies of all time, Goodwill Hunting. This one being the simplest and probably the simplest character in Goodwill Hunting, the movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and rent it, get it on Netflix this weekend, uh, is Morgan. So Morgan is what we call this one. We call this the Morgan in the Tier 11 ad agency because it's simple but it's also very effective. Morgan is a kind of a simple guy, probably goes to Benny Hill College if he goes to college at all, a kind of a chucklehead, kind of a chatterhead, not the brightest bulb on the circuit, so to speak, but uh, nonetheless, a wicked good kid and uh, smart, but not quite as smart as, you know, Will and Chucky, the two others, which we use as other examples. Uh, if you want to see the whole presentation, definitely go to trafficandconversionsummit.com. You can actually buy the recordings. My presentation probably not being one of the best, but uh, all the other guys that speak there, there's a ton of content that you can use as a marketer to really help explode your business in 2018 and beyond. So let's get into the Morgan without further ado. 
All right. So in this example, uh, we took this tier 11 agency customer from about $5,000 a month in ad spend, and they were getting about 2x uh, return on ad spend, basically, meaning that they were spending $5,000, they were making about $10,000, thereabouts. This is a customer that uh, the types of customers that we probably won't take on at this point because this is an awfully low ad spend, but we saw a lot of potential with them. And we employed the e commerce ad amplifier to be able to up that spend to about $50,000 to $60,000 per month with a 5.8 return on ad spend. So uh, significant increases in return on ad spend over time using this Ecom Ad Amplifier. And if you don't have your own copy of the Ecom Ad Amplifier, just go to Facebook and search for Tier 11. That's T-I-E-R 11. You'll see us with the green and the blue logo. And then just send us a message on Messenger with the word image. And you can get your own PDF, download this, and um, go along with this example here. Don't do it while you're driving. Do it when you get home, but maybe conceptualize this campaign first and then go through it uh, later when you get back to the office. So how we did it here, we didn't use the entire Ecom ad amplifier in this. And in last week's episode, we talk about how it's really, really modular, how you can use certain parts to it you know, maybe just certain subsections, and then you don't have to use the entire thing. The final example in this presentation, we use everything in the entire e-commerce ad amplifier. We use all the eight traffic sources on cold traffic and all the retargeting assets, taking people from level one cold traffic all the way down to level five, where they purchase and repurchase over and over again. So, but in this example, in the Morgan, we're selling a product that's fairly simple. And the product is bath bombs. If you know what a bath bomb is, say, in essence, a sort of a ball of soap that uh, you throw into a bath and it fizzles and sort of overflows and creates sort of this very frothy, you know, bath experience. I've never actually done one before, but the key with these guys, with this particular company is that if you buy their bath bombs, if you're lucky, there's actually a piece of jewelry and a ring specifically inside the bath bomb is sort of a surprise. Anyway, it's a really sort of novel product. It works well on Facebook because it's an impulse buy. It's typically under $20, $30, sort of depends on what package that you use. Um, but the way that we approach this, we actually approach this by talking about the fact that, hey, you know, you should, you know, opt in for your chance to win. So we're using only parts of the e-commerce ad amplifier, specifically the ones that are on the left-hand side. You see that there's eight along the left-hand side, going from lead magnet all the way down to page content and video, which is number eight. There's actually a couple more that we do use inside the agency, but these are the big ones that we use uh, in the majority of cases. This is in essence a lead magnet. So it's a lead magnet capture that we use on the front end. We also use Instagram stories, clicks to messenger ads, as well as some short educational videos to capture that cold traffic, the majority of which is through a lead magnet. That's the first step. So we use step number one to engage that cold traffic with what we refer to as sort of general awareness ads. Like I said, leads, we capture video views from the short educational videos, and then we use click to messenger ads, which Molly has talked about uh, numerous times here on the podcast. The second step is that we reinforce 
that initial engagement with retargeting ads. So we'll talk about that in just a second, exactly how we do that. And then the third step is we overcome their objections using dynamic product ads, which is something we referred to in last week's episode as well. Uh, If you don't know what they are, definitely do Facebook ads dynamic product ads, Google search that so you can understand exactly what they are because they're the key ingredient to this entire thing working for the e-commerce ad amplifier to really work. Make sure if you do have a programmer that you're in an e-commerce store that you get that Facebook pixel installed on your site and you use the standard events that we talked about last week as well. And then fourth step here is that we re-engage these folks with loyalty ads. So those are the ones that have already bought. We want to cross-sell them. We want to get them to buy again. We want to upsell them. We want to make sure that they refill as well. Bath bombs have a finite shelf life depending on how long you use them. So we retarget them on re-engagement ads, otherwise known as loyalty ads in step four. So let's get right into step number one through step number three. So step number one here is engage. So the first thing that we're going to do, we're going to engage these cold traffic audiences in the extreme left side using lead magnets, Instagram stories, clicks to messenger ads, as well as short educational videos. And all of these assets are sending people to an opt-in page. So the opt-in page is win one of four bath bombs, win one of your ring bath bombs with a chance to win a $3,800 ring. Simple lead form, lead capture form. I believe it's a, a lead pages form or a click funnels form, something that's really super simple. And the ads just sort of show me how cool these bath bombs are. With some people actually, you know, using the bath bomb and then finding the surprise of the ring on the inside and comment to messenger ads. And then just someone coming on as a testimonial video and just saying, hey, you know, swipe up for the chance to win one of our bath bombs with a ring inside. It's valued between $10 to $3,800. We use those for Instagram stories, just a simple face on video, good branding, those sorts of things. So pretty simple front end. Like I said, the show me short educational videos just show how cool the thing is. You know, the comment to messenger ads with a video show a woman, you know, showing off the ring that she got through the bath bomb. So really simple ways to approach that cold traffic and to engage them using a combination of short videos uh, and Instagram story videos with comment to messenger ads right to a, a landing page with an opt-in. So pretty simple. So then once we actually capture those leads, then we want to reinforce people in step two. So they've now either engaged with the lead magnet, perhaps they've actually opted in, maybe they just clicked through and landed on the page, maybe didn't opt in. Maybe they watched a certain percentage of our short educational videos, maybe 25, 50, 75%. Maybe the Instagram story ads, we create audiences out of those. People tend to watch those all the way through because they're ultra short. They're 15 seconds or less, even though Facebook is going to be coming out with some that are going to be a lot longer. We just found out this past week, which is really cool. And we just want to re-engage those audiences. So these are really audiences that have been lightly engaged or they could be leads or they could have landed on the page or they could have seen, like I said, 90% or 95% of the video. Maybe they've got 14 day spans on each one of these. Uh, So really sort of of way to get people back involved. And how we do that is we use different assets to engage them. These we use, once again, we use educational short videos. 
as well as we use testimonial videos, which we do do a little bit of the testimonial video to the level one traffic, but we found that testimonial videos tend to perform really pretty well at level two traffic when people have either engaged with your page, engaged with your video, or have clicked through to your site, your homepage, your landing page, your sales page, whatever it happens to be, or maybe even click to a blog post. So whatever it is that you're selling, you know, get some good testimonial videos. One of the best sources that we found to get testimonial videos from people is a resource by the name of Get Bravo. It's getbravo.com. Great way to get testimonial videos from even the type of user. If your demographic is like an older demographic, isn't very computer savvy, Get Bravo is a great resource. So definitely utilize that in your bag of tricks here as a way to re-engage those audiences at level two. So we also do use, you know, just the same kind of short educational videos in level one. Oftentimes, I think, like I said in last week's show, is that we do use the same assets in level one and level two in many cases. But in this case, we actually use them for two different purposes. So we're going to retarget people who have become leads but haven't purchased. And then we might actually show these people different ads if they've opted in. So if you actually land on the landing page, opt in, we might show you a slightly different ad. These are a little bit more with a product pitch, something that's, you know, get it now, you know, check out what I won, this huge surprise. And then, you know, little videos that are either short educational videos, or like I said, compilations of testimonials for previous winners, very happy customers, and send these folks who have opted in but haven't purchased to a purchase page. This might be your collection page. This might be you know, your product page. It might be a sales page, which sort of pre-engages them. So you have to test which works best. But in most cases, when we use these, we do send them right to the home page and where they're prompted to purchase the bath bomb right there on the site. So two ways to do that, retarget your leads, but then also retarget people who have hit the site, have not opted in to try and get them to re-engage as a lead. Because we sort of look at a lead as a, a higher level of engagement than somebody has obviously just landed on the page. Somebody who's opted in, given their name and email, is obviously at a much higher level of engagement in level two. So we'll show slightly different assets to them. Typically, like I said, video testimonials, short educational videos. Let me show you how cool this thing is. And then you just go and get it. Third step here is taking them from level two down to level three and level four. So this is a customer that has about a 50 or $60,000 a month ad spend. We can probably start to separate out view content from add to cart as far as levels of engagement. But in this particular case, we lumped them together just because we were getting better results because the audiences were larger. And you can just do that in your dynamic product ad settings by just adding the top button on the radio button as you sort of scroll down, uh, viewed or added to cart, but not purchased. And we use shorter time spans with this many times. It might be three days, seven days, maybe even five days, and really hit these people with a high frequency with a different type of ad. And the ad here is a dynamic product ad. Remember, as we had discussed last week when we were explaining the e-com ad amplifier, dynamic product ads, the beauty of them is that Facebook will show the most appropriate product in your product catalog based upon the user's previous behavior. So this is one of those great instances where e-commerce stores have a tremendous advantage over a lot of other types of businesses because Facebook has geared this particular tool towards 
e-commerce providers, which, you know, who are selling multiple products, multiple, maybe related products. Doesn't matter whether you have 10 SKUs or 10,000 SKUs of product, dynamic product ads work the same way. And the algorithm intelligence of this tool works the same way, regardless of how many products you actually sell. For these dynamic product ads in this sort of overcome the objection phase, we just show you know, a combination of maybe three days, add to cart, plus view content. And we have tested this out, and I believe the best combination that we've worked here is that three days, add to cart, and view content. And then we do a 21-day span of add to cart and view content. And then we exclude the three-day. So you might actually offer some kind of special incentive after the three days have expired, maybe a discount coupon, maybe a coupon code. We use clicks to messenger as well in these ads here. Super, super effective in addition to DPA. So dynamic product ads, as they are actually being delivered through messenger, a tremendous asset here, especially when you're trying to deliver something sort of at the point of purchase, you know, right at the add to cart phase, where as we know, the vast majority of people will abandon cart. You know, it's just look it up, uh, Google search that one. It's 80, anywhere between 80 to 90% of people who are on mobile devices abandon cart at the add to cart phase. So in all these, we're sending them right back to a product page and uh, with just sort of a reminder and with a little bit of a benefit in the ad copy to make sure that they complete their purchase. Now, after they actually purchase and they're now in level five, okay, that's where we've actually gone from level one is cold traffic, level two is engage with your page, engage with your video, or they've clicked through to one of your pages, your sales page, landing page, maybe your collection page. Level three is view content. They've actually landed on a page on your site that shows a product. Level four is they've added that product to a cart. And then finally, level five is when they purchase. So a lot of people stop at level five. And they just say, hey, I got somebody to purchase once. That's good enough. Well, it's not good enough for us. We want to, uh, to get as much return on ad spend as we possibly can out of the traffic that we've already paid for. So we're going to show ads to these purchasers. And in this particular campaign, we not only show the ads to purchasers, but we break one of our rules a little bit here. Uh, as I had mentioned in last week's episode, engagers of your page people who have engaged the most with your page are your fans. And those are typically targeted in level two. But for this customer, we found that their fans are some of their most rabid repeat buyers. So we actually have campaigns in level five that target people who like the page specifically. And then another audience grouping that we might do here is we might exclude people who like your page, but then we will include people who have purchased in the last 30 days or maybe the last seven days or maybe the last 365 days. It all depends on your product. In this case, we sort of do a combination of a seven-day buyer as well as a 365-day buyer. And testing out both of those, you'll eventually figure out which ones are the most responsive to this you know, re-engagement or level five purchase message. So the types of assets that we use here, once again, are dynamic product ads, surprise, surprise. But we also use just straight line product videos. So we might just show a short video that we might take from level one that just shows, once again, how cool this thing is. And it tries to cross sell them. If we know that they've bought 
bath bombs, they're probably interested in scented candles. So that would be a great cross-sell for people who have bought bath bombs who are on your buyer's list for the last 365 days who have bought some of your bath bombs. So it's a logical progression here. So you see how we're sort of cross-selling here. We're using that traffic that we've already paid for. We've already started to monetize. And now we start to monetize it even more using some of these ads that are specific for products. So candles, scented candles, and then bath bombs. There's a bunch of other product SKUs that these guys sell, but those are sort of two of the best ones that are best performing for us. It helps to monetize the traffic. Like I said on, on last week's show, these types of ads deep, deep in your funnel should deliver probably your highest return on ad spend. Meaning, hey, if you're spending a hundred bucks on them, you should be making at least a thousand dollars back or more in website purchase conversion value. So the bottom line is this, in the last two weeks, these guys have spent about $16,000 on Facebook ads and their website purchase conversion value is about $90,000. So pretty significant return on ad spend, which is about a 5.38 return on ad spend. And you can get all these dropdowns inside Ads Manager. All you need to do is click on Columns. And then by default, Ads Manager will show what's known as performance, and that will show results, reach, impressions, relevance score, as well as website purchases. But then you can modify what you see in those columns by clicking on that drop-down menu, going down to Customize Columns, and then searching for ROAS in the search bar. And you can actually see website purchase return on ad spend right there. And it's a great metric to see exactly how well your ads are doing from a, hey, I'm spending a dollar and I'm getting X amount of dollars out of it. To take that one step further, you can then look at amount spent, which is a default under performance. And you can look for website purchase conversion value. Just start typing that in and then just line that right up next to amount spent and you'll be able to see very clearly exactly how much you're spending and how much you're making off your ads, uh, which is really pretty cool. One of those very cool new features that's added inside Ads Manager under Columns and Reporting. And you can see, provided that your tracking is all set up correctly, you can see exactly how much you've spent and exactly how much you've made, depending on what your look-back period is. Uh, which you adjust uh, under time frame, which is right above that columns button. Anyway, that's the Morgan this week. Best of luck deploying the e-commerce ad amplifier. And we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, 
Go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.